Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Tone's Market Analysis for Tuesday, September 12th. Uh, been all over the place lately with dates, so I had to look that up. Uh, this episode will be a little bit faster because, as you can see, I'm only at 41% battery. And uh, even though my new laptop is pretty good and it's telling me I have one hour and seven minutes remaining, uh, that doesn't normally hold true for streaming videos and I'm connected to multiple monitors. All right. Uh, I'm going to jump right into the markets. Um, it is, uh, I'm currently in uh, Neuchatel, uh, Switzerland, and uh, it is getting late here. It's almost like 8, 9 p.m., and I do want to go grab dinner. So this will be a slightly shorter version of the usual markets, but we have a lot to talk about. And jumping right into the stock market. Uh, so once again, this is... Uh, this is another example of when I should have followed my own advice. Uh, those of you that watched this video very, very recently would have heard me say, I'm thinking about throwing my entire retirement fund into the S&P 500, uh, but I am going to be removing it from the S&P 500 in a couple of weeks when I actually start my trading season. So I was lazy and didn't bother. And as you can see, the S&P 500 is once again at an all-time high. Okay. Once again, at an all-time high. I told you this cannot be the all-time high. There were too many exits, and boom, high. Now, I already have the indicator on here, and it is on a 13, uh, warning you that the movement that led to this most recent nine has finally been exhausted. Uh, but uh, uh, this is another indication to buy. And every time we broke out one of these yellow boxes, we went significantly higher. Like, I don't know for how many years I've been telling people that the stock market is only going to go higher and higher, only to laugh at everyone commenting in the bottom of my videos, telling me that the market is imminent for a 50% crash. And my answer to them is, you really got to stop paying for gloom and doom um, subscription paid websites, okay? Uh, stock market is going higher. It is going a lot higher, okay? Um, oh, I should make this full screen. Uh, let me just save this, and then um, let me close this, and I'll go to full screen on the next one. Give you guys some more room. All right, I hope everybody can hear me okay. I don't want to, I'm in a co-working space. I don't want to speak too loud. Um, and I am slightly keeping an eye on the chat, but uh, thank you, Rich Rich. You're going to be compiling questions for me. I'll see how many questions I can get to. Okay, so here's the S&P 500 on a long-term weekly look. And um, this giant arrow <coughs> is working out exactly as planned. Um, that's a beautiful week we're working on right here. I'm looking for 2,600 on the S&P 500. Uh, probably not this year. Uh, maybe into next year. Yeah, and this candle is taking me into February. Uh, I'm expecting a bull market the rest of the way. September is always like the uh, the month where stock markets tend to like go down a lot. But this September, we're already starting off the month pretty damn good. So I'm expecting uh, good things for the S&P 500. All right, let's move on. Uh, here's gold. I mean, gold finally did something technically that um, seems you know, expected in a way, right? And um, so we had this daily reversal candle that looked pretty good. And uh, let's see where we go from here. Actually, guys, you know, hold on one second. I'll be right back. All right, and I'm back. Sorry about the delay. But hey, when you do live shows, sometimes things come up. Okay, so let's get back to gold. So we have we had this beautiful reversal candle. And like I've been saying, um, I didn't like the gold long at any point because at every point, it looked overbought to me. And I was just waiting for when is it going to start a more prolonged 
downtrend and it just hasn't. So let's see if this is going to amount to a downtrend that will either take us to new lows or give us an opportunity to buy it at a slightly lower price, setting us up for more gains in gold. So I've been staying away from trying to predict gold. It's been like I've been calling it the redheaded stepchild. But this might be giving us something. Let me just throw on um, the indicator. And I was hoping it would make it to a 9 and give us a 9. It didn't. Uh, there, was a, there was a 9 over here. There was a 13 over here. We made it to a 7, gave us a reversal candle. And now we're reversing. Now, in a way, this is a bit of a bullish sign because you want to see reversals off the 9s. You don't want to see reversals off the 7s. By breaking point, you could be setting up for a new nine count to another selling point. And I know I have a lot of new subscribers all the time, so familiar with this indicator, and I call it the numerical indicator because I don't want to call it by its real name due to trademarks. And now you're wondering what the hell are trademarks when it comes to indicators. Um, a lot of your questions are because you're not familiar with a lot of this stuff. Um, this is a worth um, a, a bit proprietary, and the only place you can really see it work perfectly well as far as the code is on a Bloomberg terminal and I highly doubt anyone watching my videos can afford $2,500 a month for a Bloomberg terminal. So uh, these are some of the more professional Wall Street indicators and uh, a lot of lots of people have been reaching out to me for consulting sessions in order for me to explain it and provide the code that I'm using that was written specifically for TradingView. Uh, you can also look around TradingView. Other people have attempted to, to code this in. You will, of course, need to do a little bit of Googling, get the real name, and then you can look it up, and then you can use another person's code, which I believe is not as, per, not as good as mine, but it'll do the trick. If you are not interested in paying any kind of a consulting rate, and that's fine, okay? All right, let's move on. Um, so I'm looking for a bigger pullback. And if the bigger pullback completes, and after it completes, it sets us up for some more upside, uh, gold might be a buy. But for now, uh, I'm, not I'm still not touching it. I'm not shorting it. If I was watching this candle, I may, have, I may have potentially shorted the moment this candle gave you a lower low with the stock market breaking out. But I might have been hesitant because of the seven count looking for a nine count. So really hard to say. Here's the weekly chart. I really want to see a weekly pullback. A perfect pullback would be back to the red line and then reverse. So, or at the least down to this blue line and then reverse. Either way, we got to get back into the 1200s. Like I wouldn't touch gold otherwise to a long side. Now, if gold falls all the way lower and it goes below 1200, gold would be a short. But once again, I would be very hesitant in calling for a short because it would have taken a long way to get there. So just like I was very hesitant on going long because it was overextended, if we fall below 1,200 and we're looking like it's a perfect short trade, I'm going to be just as skeptical of the short trade because of how far it had to go to get to 1,200. So uh, to me, gold may not be tradable for a while. The only way gold would be tradable to me is if it reverses very, very cleanly somewhere from either this blue line this red line, or potentially this yellow line, but that's not, I would still be very cautious. I would want to see a bigger pullback with a very clean reversal. And then I would consider gold as a long. In order to consider gold as a short, I would need it to crash a lot, come back up, and then reverse back to the downside. So I really don't foresee myself putting on any gold trades anytime soon. Uh, oil continues to be at the top of this downtrending channel. Let's see if we can break above it and close below the 50-week moving average. Uh, but for now, uh, actually, wait, hold on a second here. Um, oh, not what I meant to do. That's what I meant to do. Uh, oh, yeah, I do have the numerical indicator. It's on an 8 on a weekly chart. We have to zoom in on that. So if we get a 9 next week, that could set us up for a short. So if this nine is all the way down here, again, you're kind of screwed. But if it bounces a little bit this week and the next week you get a nine uh, on a weekly, that could set you up for a tradable short play either one to four weeks and then back up 
or something way more extended. So on a weekly chart, maybe there'll be a short play only because of this count um, going into a nine. Like this nine was a nice tradable short. Uh, didn't last very long, only lasted two weeks. You also don't know, you know, only lasted really one week after the nine. So uh, still money to be made. Uh, you want that perfect trade. You don't want to just guess. And I like to guess. I don't guess. Okay. Oil, uh, not much. Haven't really been paying attention. All right. Indicators. Let's see if it's useful. My scripts. Uh, I'll save this chart next time. Uh, it's, on a, it's on a red count. Nothing really is that clean. I'm going to give it a little, another week and see if we can get back to the bottom of the channel. There's really not much to say or see here. Okay. Um, I'm still bearish the euro. I haven't actually made it to a euro country yet, a country that's on the euro. So far, I've been to Norway and Switzerland, but both of these countries have their own currency. Um, after this, I am off to Germany, where I will finally experience uh, a country on the euro, uh, and we'll see what happens. I remain very bearish the euro. I keep thinking that it's going to break up sooner than later, though uh, markets do stay irrational way longer than they than a trader can stay liquid. Having said that, um, the short play that I had put on uh, did get stopped out, but I'm still trying to time this crazy short trade. Uh, here's the weekly chart, and. Let's see, uh, do these counts help? Oh, I don't think I clicked it. Um, well, the counts are bullish once again. We did have a nine not too long ago. Um, you have some conflicts. Uh, you had this beautiful reversal candle uh, for a tradable bounce to the downside. And uh, now we're working on something called a bearish harami. These are the kinds of things you don't see in Bitcoin because there it's a 24-hour market. But on this weekly chart, this is a clean bearish Harami, which is a potential for a reversal. Uh, this is the weekly chart. I, I don't have the daily one open. Maybe I can open it. Yeah, excuse me, guys. I'm a little bit under the weather. I didn't exactly bring a jacket. And uh, Norway and Switzerland, it's been raining. It's been a... Hasn't been too cold, but I guess cold enough. Uh, so there was a 13 on this reversal candle two days ago. I mean, I missed it. I've been busy. Uh, so that's definitely a tradable trade. So, okay, so check this out. The rules haven't changed, right? So here is the daily trade that I put on, right? So you can see that the entry was this red line. The moment it went back to this red line, it was tradable. Now, why did I have this red line? Well, that was the bottom of this monster shooting star. Again, I only like to trade when the odds are in my favor. This is an educational channel, guys. This isn't, you know, Tone told me to sell. This is an educational channel. So why would you short the euro exactly right here on this red line? Well, that was the bottom of the shooting star. So what I'm actually going to do is I'm just going to, copy this and it's the same trade you figure out what the bottom of this candle is what's the low of this candle 1.2015 so we go here do 1.20 well 16 is close enough you know what close enough okay i'm not gonna sit here and change for the a number four digits after the decimal Okay, so that red line. So what does that mean? That means that if this next candle is trading below this red line, that is your trade. That was the trade right here um, off that line. Okay, now I know this is completely hindsight, but if you watch my trading for a while, this would have been the trade I would have done had I been looking at this. I uh, See, I can't be a full-time trader and travel the world and talk about Bitcoin. It, it's really one or the other. So the moment it started trading lower than 1.2015, you know, like 
path. Okay, um, that's the trade. Okay, now where's your stop loss? Well, if you're very generous, your initial stop loss is going to be the above the high of the shooting star candle, uh, which was 1.209. So let's just say 2.1. Let's round. Okay, so one. I'll put two, one. Um, and where's your profit? Well, I can't really see the bottom, but let's just say, uh, let's see where one five would look. Whoa, that's kind of far down, isn't it? Um, but yeah, this is, um, yeah, let's, well, let's keep it reasonable, right? Let's, uh, let's use the moving average here. Let's go to seven. Seems more reasonable, okay? So that's the trade. Now, this should have been the trade. Watching this, you have a reversal candle. I love reversal. I love the shooting stars, okay? Um, and I had a reason to sell off the numerical indicator being a 13. This 9 didn't work out. This 13 did. Um, and I'm bearish the euro in general. Now, what do you do as a trader if you enter this trade and it's already profitable? And you had this big red candle. Well, the most important thing you can do is to make sure you're not losing any money. So the moment this day ended on such a bad red day, if you don't want to take some profit off the table, you can easily drop your stop loss. How far do you drop your stop loss? Well, let's take a look at the candle. Where's the high of the candle? One point two zero. Two nine. So I'm gonna go ahead and drop this to one point two zero zero three. That's four, three. Okay, that's it. Okay, the moment and now this becomes an amazing risk reward trade. This is what you want as a trader. You want good risk reward. Okay. You entered your trade correctly. And the same thing would have happened here, by the way. If you would have entered your trade and you would have lowered your stop loss, this would have become a break-even loss, a break-even trade, or you could have taken some profit. Same thing here, okay? So this is your education. This is when to enter a short trade, when to have your initial stop, and then one day later, you lower your stop to above this candle. Um, the moment, if this candle closes, uh, and tomorrow we open down here, you then lower your stop to below your entry so that no matter what happens, you cannot lose money on this trade other than like a weekend gap, let's say. Then sure, you might be able to, uh, you might actually lose some money. Okay, that's the euro. I'm going to save it and we're going to move on. All right, um, here's Bitcoin. And uh, before I go on to Bitcoin, hey guys, uh, thank you for your donations. Thank you for your support. Thank you for watching my channel. I'm currently at about 450 live viewers, uh, which is pretty good. Um, doing it from uh, Switzerland. Uh, and I'll, uh, I'll do a shout out to where I'm doing it from in a minute when I go to live camera. Uh, but let's take a look at the price of Bitcoin. And then we're going to talk about the environment of Bitcoin. Okay. Here's the weekly chart of Bitcoin. This morning when we did today in Bitcoin, we were at the high of the scandal um, all the way at above 4,300, okay? Uh, right now, we're at the bottom of the candle at 4,100, and uh, this has a lot to do with the news out of China, okay? And I'll talk about that in a minute. But from a technical perspective, this is a nine sell. This is a warning sign, okay? Now, I was hoping that the eight candle and the nine candle um, actually, hold on one second, guys. Oh, sorry, I had to mute for a second. So, um, I was hoping that the eight candle and nine candle would both come in green, but not really working out that way. And now they're both coming in as red. So, what can we say from here? Well, if you were long and you're sitting on good profits as a trader, uh, this may not be a bad time 
to take the rest of those profits on this nine because you do not know if this is going to lead to a more significant uh, drop. Now, ideally, you want this nine to have a dark red arrow versus a yellow arrow, and my clients um, do understand the difference between the two. Uh, the red arrow is a little bit more of a sell signal than the orange one, all right? So um, let's see what happens. Let's see where this week ends. Again, this week is just getting started, and this is one of those times where Bitcoin looks very toppy. Can it go all the way to 3,000? Absolutely it can. Is that going to break the bullish trend? Absolutely not. Uh, Bitcoin will remain in a bullish trend uh, even if we drop a little bit further here. Okay. So let's, um, let's move on to the, to the daily. Oh, what happened here? There we go. Okay. So here's the daily chart. Again, your daily gave you a nice warning right here on September 1st. And I called the top fairly well. I did think we would already be going to the upside from here, okay? So this sell-off was just initial market forces because Bitcoin just got a little too high and it was due for a pullback. Or a one to four candle pullback and then higher. On this day here, what happened was the ICO news out of China broke and we went even lower. After that, I expected it all to be smooth and go back up, but it looks like we have once again turned to the downside. So according to this indicator, um, there was a potential short trade off of only this indicator the moment this red line got crossed. I probably wouldn't have done it. I mean, it's absolutely crazy to short Bitcoin. Uh, I know it's not a, really a straight line, but you get the point. Uh, the moment that red line got crossed, according to the indicator, there's a short trade on the table. And right now, it's looking really, really good. So how far can we go? Well, it may get kind of ugly if we close below 4,000. Once we close below 4,000, we create a new multi-month closing low. The last time we closed below 4,000 was all the way back here. Okay, that was a long time ago, guys. That was the week of, um, uh, that, that was August 12th. So that was a month ago, okay? So we're gonna make a brand new monthly low if we close below 4,000. So not ideal, okay? And I'll get to the news in a second. Uh, so wait and see mode, there is support. You have the 50-day moving average as support, but as you saw from the weekly chart, uh, a nine is a potential sell signal, so we could have some more weakness. Uh, way too early to tell. Next week, there'll be a lot more clarity, but right now, I am totally neutral, and even though I probably said on my morning podcast that I was slightly leaning bullish, right now, I have to be slightly leaning bearish. Uh, this may get ugly in a hurry. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Here's the four-hour chart. All that useful. Uh, there was this nine here, and uh, this nine will have a 13 soon that would exhaust the selling from this nine. Uh, hopefully, it'll give us a rebound. We're once again below the moving averages, and they're about to cross. So this four-hour is not looking very healthy. If the next four hours drop us lower, it creates another bearish sign. Um, here is... The only bright side, I guess, oh, this morning, I'm almost certain I talked about this nine being a potential uh, sell on the hourly chart, and it went from a nine directly to another nine. So if this hour ends as a reversal candle, you see how this nine is a reversal candle at the moving average? Please go to the World Crypto Network and watch this morning's podcast. And um, I'm sure I would have talked about how this is your perfect sell signal. You really want this on a daily chart and on a weekly chart. The hourly chart isn't all that useful. But if you trade hourly candles, this was a perfect you know, cautionary sell signal. It's, it has three things here. It 
resistance of a moving average, a nine, and the reversal candle. So if we can bounce back up to the upside here, if we can close, uh, let's say above 41.50 this hour, if we can, in the, if in the next 17 minutes, actually I'll, I'll probably stay on if my battery lasts, I'll stay on another 18 minutes just to see how this candle closes. If this candle closes above 41.50, I would consider it a reversal candle. Uh, that could set up for at least a short-term bounce to the upside uh, because the selling on the hourly chart has been pretty much exhausted, all right? Uh, so let's see what we can do in the next 20 minutes. Um, so that's pretty much it for Bitcoin. Uh, I am going to move on to the news out of China. Uh, oh, this is uh, B-Trash, and uh, uh, it's not going anywhere. It's, you know, it's irrelevant. I don't even know why I had the chart. Um, I will be speaking in Zurich tomorrow. Um, uh, right now, I'm in uh, Neuchâtel, and uh, I will be going to Zurich by train tomorrow, where I'll be speaking at a meetup that is fully uh, sold out. Uh, I'm sorry, guys, but it's already over capacity. Uh, the day after, I am speaking at a at a Finance 2.0 conference, which I believe is also sold out. That's also a conference in Zurich. Now, I really hope that the audience for these two are very different because I may be doing the same presentation at both, uh, but if the audience is the same, I may have to think on the fly and come up with something else. Also not sure when I'm gonna find the time to update the presentation, but I will. I'll find the time. I always find the time, all right? Um, from there, I am off to Germany, uh, where I'll be speaking at the Blockchain Hotel. Thomas Hunt will also be there uh, from the World Crypto Network. And uh, from there, I'm off to Munich. Uh, there may be another stop along the way in Germany. I'll keep you guys posted. I'm working out the details. And um, Germany, I was just, oh, can I make this English? Uh, I am strongly considering going down, going over to Ukraine uh, for a conference on October 30th. I haven't given them an official yes yet, but I probably will. Uh, they're trying to put together a conference in Ukraine, uh, a blockchain conference, and uh, we'll see. I like you. I personally like Ukraine. Uh, this is in Kiev, Ukraine, and I'm gonna. Uh, I'll let them know later today, and then you'll hear me talk about it probably tomorrow morning. Uh, if I will be making it out to Ukraine. And, um, but that's on September 30th. I'll have a week between Munich um, and this Ukraine event. I will be in Milan, Italy, actually, at the end of September. I don't have any links for that yet, but I will. And uh, I may still come to London. I'll probably figure all this out tomorrow morning. I'll try and wake up early and uh, finish my travel schedule. All right, let's, uh, oh, I'm going to close out my European tour in Prague, another sold out event. And uh, after that, this is not sold out. So if you are in the US, uh, please consider the conference in Santa Monica, BlockCon. Um, a lot of speakers um, at this event. And of course, I will be teaching a trading seminar. Oh, I think I have it on another tab. I will be teaching a, a full day trading seminar for only 200 bucks. I mean, you get me for the whole day, uh, I'm hoping to get about 20 to 30 people in the seminar, uh, so it should be really good, and it's an introduction to trading, and uh, you'll be able to answer all the live questions you like in person, um, so go ahead and check that out. Okay, so now let's talk about the news, okay? So just before I went live, just before I went live, there was this tweet from Charlie Lee, and I personally do not like tweets like this. Looks like this time China finally banned Bitcoin exchanges. Anonymous source, I truly, uh, I trust fully. There's only one response, just hold on. Now, now, now this is an interesting tweet, right? So Charlie Lee has the best possible source if uh, China is banning Chinese Bitcoin exchanges. His brother owns a Bitcoin exchange, right? So if it's not your brother that's telling you this, then what the hell? 
And if it's your brother that's telling you this, why doesn't he tweet it out? Or why don't you just say, my brother just told me, right? So this is um, really, really weird, like, like really weird. And this is the kind of stuff that, you know, in the traditional markets, you can get in serious trouble for insider trading, right? Because you would instantly get a call from the SEC and say, hey, who's your source? And you're not a journalist. You don't have journalistic privileges. So either give up your source or you may go to prison, okay? So this is the kind of stuff that you really have to be careful when, when it comes to insider trading. And I'm sure that, um, okay, what is this? Right, and now Charlie Lee is going to be accused for crashing the market. And now Charlie Lee is going to be accused for front-running the market that he now has to defend himself. So Charlie Lee has just got himself, and I like Charlie. Look, Charlie Lee has just got himself into what I call a Vinnie Linkham situation where he sells 90% of his coins and tells everyone that he did it without providing any information on when he considers it to be wrong. Um, Right, and here's Charlie defending himself, saying, I'm not manipulating prices and I have not shorted, okay? And he's going to be defending himself for the rest of the week, okay? Look, guys, uh, I don't know how many times I have to say this to people. Uh, Vinny Lingham is a VC. He's a very good VC. That's his specialty. And um, he's not a professional trader. He got some good calls, and that's great. But when you start becoming you know, a trader and you say stuff like that, you get a lot of backlash. Charlie Lee is a developer. Charlie Lee is not a trader. He should not be saying anything in regards to what can be considered as insider information that relates to trading. So Charlie Lee is now regretting very, very loudly his decision to say something um, this dumb. Sorry, Charlie, this was dumb. I'm not saying that the information is dumb. The information may be true. Someone could be playing with you, or the information could be true. The point is, this is the information you need to keep to yourself, because when you make it public, you uh, become a major target for every single troll known to man, and you will get accused of manipulating prices. I do this for a living. Uh, and I am very careful in not to say that. If some anonymous source told this to me, I'm sorry, guys, I probably wouldn't tell you because I don't want to be responsible for crashing the market either way. I only speculate on public information. I do not publicly talk about private information. And this is where you have to really be careful when your information is affecting the market. Okay? Really got to be careful here. Okay? You're, you're, you're stepping into an arena that is outside of your specialty, okay? So you gotta be real careful. Uh, I like you, Charlie. Try not to make these mistakes. Uh, there's some information you wanna keep to yourself and there's some information you wanna go public with. Okay, uh, of course it all started with the news that um, China banned ICOs and here's the official statement that talked about exchanges. Now, care about that. Bitcoin mempool, uh, and I'll get on to the news and what that means in a second, guys. I'll turn my camera on in a, in a few minutes. Okay, so Bitcoin mempool is very, very clean. We've been cleaning out the mempool with every uh, found block, and uh, it's looking good. Look, their uh, spammers are too busy spamming Bcash to show the world that it's relevant. It's not relevant. Um, I'm not going to talk about that. I talked about it this morning, segment transactions. Uh, is this F5? You know what? Let me get out of... Uh, we got a full screen show. Let me see. Uh, big original chain is more profitable. That's all we really care about. Uh, nothing here on the fork. All right. Um, all right, Rich, if you have questions for me, uh, start putting those together. I'll take some live questions. I'll also take a look at my battery. Um, I have 24% remaining and uh, an hour remaining. I will see about that. Uh, I'm also not going to be out for an hour. Let's go back to that hourly candle. Uh, let's take a look what's going on there on the hour. Oh, God, I need to just close that.
shouldn't be looking at that trash. Um, so here's that hourly candle. We have seven minutes left. And uh, like I said, my over-under is 41.50. If we close above 41.50, I am looking for a short-term bounce. And uh, if we close below 41.50, then I'm no longer looking for a short-term bounce. Of course, these are traditional rules. These are traditional rules from traditional stock market. They may or may not apply to Bitcoin all that well. So we're all learning, and I'm finding this to be a great experiment. All right, guys, sorry, I'm still a little bit under the weather. Um, also, I just heard a rumor that uh, Jihan Wu is spreading more FUD. So let's go to Jihan's account. Um, God, I hope I'm not following him. Excellent, I'm not. Uh, so let's see what the latest FUD coming out of Jihan. Uh, the alternative vision of Bitcoin holds decentralization risk. Uh, the, I don't know what that means. I know he has a little bit of broken English. Um, if some Bitcoin exchanges operate outside U.S. without licenses for years and later is asked to stop operating, is it U.S. banning Bitcoin? Um, again, I'm not really sure what that means either. Some established China Bitcoin exchanges stop operation right now. Does that mean that they cannot open again uh, once with license? So it looks like uh, China is trying to regulate exchanges, which, once again, I do not necessarily have a problem with. Um, I used to have this problem. Uh, like a year ago, I had this problem. But a year ago, I was in this delusion that libertarians and anarcho-capitalists can regulate themselves. Um, I have now um, removed myself from that delusion because all I saw with libertarians and anarcho-capitalists is they just want to scam each other with ICOs. Uh, so I no longer believe that they are capable of even being critical of each other, God forbid, trying to get the scams out. They're just trying to uh, scam each other and then blame it on you. And when they say that people should be responsible for their own actions, um, my response to that is, uh, I don't recall anyone taking responsibility for buying an overpriced house in 2007. Everyone blamed the banks. And I was working for some of those banks, okay? And everybody blamed us. Everybody blamed Wall Street. No one blamed each other for buying an overpriced house. So no, people are not capable of taking their own responsibility. So if there are scams going on, they need to be removed. Now, maybe if this community had taken the ICO scam seriously, starting with Ethereum, we would not be in this mess. And the Chinese government would not be banning ICOs because they wouldn't exist, okay? And then maybe we would have a much better discussion as to what Bitcoin, uh, as to how Bitcoin should be, you know, spreading around the world. Now, um, if uh, the Chinese government wants to take more, uh, wants to take their financial sector more seriously, and if the Chinese government wants the world to take their financial sector more seriously, uh, they would need to regulate their financial sector and mostly to weed out corruption and weed out scams. Speaking of corruption and scams, uh, the conference in Beijing, I believe, got canceled uh, because of this whole ICO and the exchange thing. So a lot of people came out for that conference in Asia and they didn't uh, make it out there. Uh, oh, you know what, guys? It's, I guess it's time for me to flip the camera. Um, Jihan Wu isn't really saying much. Uh, and I'll finish my train of thought in a second. All right, so here I am. Uh, the camera is on. As you can see, I am at the Bitty office. Uh, I can never pronounce the name of the city, uh, Neuchâtel, uh, Switzerland. And uh, they have a really cool office out here. I, uh, it's been great working here all day. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I believe was Bitty, you guys sponsored uh, uh, Breaking Bitcoin as well, right? Awesome. Hey, if you want to come around, you want to say hi on camera, that'd be great. Um, hey, uh, so before I go on, I do want to introduce the CEO uh, of Bitty. Here you go. Here's yeah. a mic. Uh, hi. Sure I got in the second one. Hello. Um, this is nice Alexis. To meet you guys. Uh, so, guys, to say a few words and uh, what you guys do. 
And uh, thank you for having me. Thank you for hosting me here for a couple of days. Yeah, we're happy always to host uh, people. We have a very awesome office here because we have like one part is office upstairs where we are, the kitchen, even food during the day, and downstairs there's some rooms people can stay and uh, some people they and we can we work all night. So <laughs> yeah, basically we're we're a broker, one of the few uh, brokers in uh, Switzerland making Bitcoin, Ether, and uh, yeah, and we're building the next uh, uh, financial system here. All right, so you're kind of like uh, an Uno coin and a Coinbase um, of Europe. We'll see, we'll see where it goes because regulations are different here. Uh, uh, um, Vision also is like a very specific in Switzerland. Switzerland is uh, attracting a lot of uh, um, crypto finance right now, and for a good reason. We have a history about this. So and, you, and you have a really good like tax system for these kinds of things. Tax system is like healthy actually. So sometimes here in Neuchâtel, it's. Uh, it's not as good as in uh, Zook, for example, but it's very healthy. And that uh, enables people to uh, build business on a stable environment. And that's great for crypto. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. thanks, Alexis. You're welcome. Cheers. All right, guys. Let's, let's, let's get back. I'll finish up. Uh, put my mic back. Um, yeah, so this is where I was um, all day today doing some work. And I'll be here tomorrow before it's time for me to head off to Zurich. Um, OK, so I was saying about the Chinese exchanges. Um, so. Um, China isn't doing any diff anything different than um, first world countries like, uh, like America, like Europe, okay? Look, Bitcoin can work peer-to-peer. -peer. We don't need the exchanges. Bitcoin worked before the exchanges and it'll work after the exchanges. These exchanges will be around. They will be. This is the reason why I never, ever use any of these exchanges. You got to keep that in mind. So let's take the worst case scenario. Let's say the Chinese government tells, hey, you gotta close down, you gotta get, get a license. Not the end of the world, okay? The world's just fine, okay? Um, it'll, it'll be okay. Um, now, here's the problem with China. Um, like I was saying uh, a few minutes ago, there was supposed to be a conference in Beijing. I don't know what happened to that conference, but some people came out to that conference, and some people have gotten back to me about it. And they could not believe that the, like, some of these people have been in Bitcoin for a while, and uh, they couldn't believe how brainwashed so many people are over there about Bcash how uh, they actually think that Bcash is a viable alternative. That's nonsense. There is complete centralized mining. Uh, I want to say there is centralized development, but in reality, there's no development. They, they don't have a developer worth a damn, right? Their developer constantly gets scolded uh, on like our Bitcoin for breaking uh, open source developer rules. Like it's just really, really bad. There, there's nothing really going on there. So, um, and it's a complete misunderstanding of what Bitcoin is and what Bitcoin is for. So it's not going to amount to much. Um, so we'll see what happens. It looks like the 2x part is completely screwed, mostly because of the big blockers and Bcash. So Bcash shooting its load uh, three months early uh, basically ruined any chance they could have had because they could have joined forces, uh, but they couldn't wait three months, so they blew their load, and now they can't perform, uh, if you get the analogy. Let's put it that way, okay? So that's kind of what I'm expecting, okay? Uh, what else did I want to say? Oh, uh, oh man, so I'm going to go back to screen share for a second. Uh, one last comment, and then I'll get to your questions. So... User activated softfork.org, was it? No. Let's just Google UASF. Call. There it is. I really like this. Uh, I really like this meme. It was great. Okay. This is really cool. Um, so that was the user activated softfork. Um, so. Whoever put together this website had an awesome graphic of the nodes um, 
showing you uh, the nodes as they come or came around for the user activated soft fork. And now we have 0.15. And there are a few resources. Uh, uh oh, down to 18. And there are a few resources that are showing them to us. And some people, I believe, um, have tried to send them to me. Uh, one of them is Luke Dash Jr.'s um, nodes. And the other one is, um, I think, 21 Co. Uh, 21 Co. I think they're showing you the nodes. And thing right now, and unfortunately, I will not get to update my node until I get back. Uh, 21 nodes. I'm trying to find it here. Ah, bitnodes21.co. Okay. Um, so uh, nodes, um, how do you get to, right, this is where I wanted to get to, okay? So what we're looking for is um, Bitcoin 0. Point, oh, here it is, it's at number seven, okay? So Satoshi 0. 0.15, is now has the seventh most count of nodes, but this has just came out, okay? So once this makes it to number one status, it's over. Basically, there will be no 2x hard fork, okay? So if you are running a full node, get to updating, guys. I will update my node the moment I get home. I really wanted this to come out before I left on my trip, but it didn't. So now I have to wait till I get home, probably mid-October, uh, in order to update my node to 0 0.15, um, and it fixes some vulnerabilities. So you definitely want to go ahead and get that up and running. Okay, so that's the last thing I really wanted to say. Um, let's now go ahead and get to your questions. All right, uh, let's see. Someone says Charlie deleted his tweet. Yeah, if Charlie would have asked me, I would have told him he's being an idiot tweeting it out to begin with. He's not an idiot, but that tweet was. <laughs> and people can call me an idiot all the time. They always do. Charlie, ah, oh, that was a bad idea. You're gonna you're gonna suffer for that one. Uh, no one learned from Vinny. No, no one learned. All right, next. Hey Tone, I thought the candles closed at 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, they do close at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I am, it's 9 p.m. I am in, uh, it's past 9 p.m. Uh, Switzerland time, but it's only 3 p.m. Eastern. Those were hourly candles, right? So the hourly candles close every hour. Let me go back to that hourly candle and take a look. And that candle closed at the bottom. That is not a reversal candle, guys. So I would not be very bullish uh, Bitcoin at the moment. Tone, if we fall below 2,800, are we in for another winter? Ah, uh, oh, that would be bad. Uh, no, I honestly don't think we're going to fall that much. But it's possible. If we fall to 2,800, I'm buying with both hands and feet. Um, I'm not expecting it to fall that low. And if it does, that would be an amazing buying opportunity, in my opinion. All right, next. Why is 2X still signaling massive support? Um, because people are lazy. Um, like even F2 Pool... When F2 Pool announced that they were not going to go for 2x, uh, like a week later, someone asked him, how come you're still signaling for Segwit 2x? And his answer was, we got to restart all of our servers in order to change our signaling, and we haven't gotten around to it. So uh, it's because signaling means nothing, okay? Talk to me on November 1st, and then signaling might matter. Between now and November 1st, it's totally irrelevant. All right, next question. Um, I am now down to 16% battery, so um, not going to take long. Uh, next question. What is your take on BTC after the B gold split on 10-1-2017? Uh, well, I don't have a take on it because it hasn't split yet. Now, I'm not going to be home for the split 
Uh, I'm going to be on the road and I have no access to my Bitcoin. So I'm not going to do anything. Uh, I don't care about Beagle, guys. It's, it's, I said this weeks ago. From now on, the new, the, the new uh, we went from, you know, no one is, it's all blockchain, blockchain, blockchain to ICO, ICO, ICO to let's hard fork Bitcoin, change the proof of work algorithm so that we're not competing with Bitcoin and get adoption of our shitcoin. So Bgold is another shitcoin. Uh, if you have the ability to sell your Bitcoin, uh, so sorry, sell your Bgold shitcoin uh, for more Bitcoin, be careful because I'm, I'm saying this right now, guys. If another genius sends all of his Bitcoin to my address in an attempt to split their coins, I'm not sending it back to them. I'm keeping it, okay? Uh, that's going to be the best lesson you'll ever learn. All right. Uh, next time that happens, I'm keeping it. I'm not going to send it back to you. Okay. I'm warning you guys now. If you're going to split your Bitcoin into in order to get more Bitcoin, you better do it right. Okay. Um, and uh, uh, and I will be charging you a consulting fee if you want me to help you uh, split those coins. All right. Uh, and enough free information. Uh, I don't really care. All right. Next. Um, Uh, I don't want to ask any questions about specific people. I'll skip that one, Rich. Sorry. Um, but I'll ask the general question. Here's the question. Has Blank found a way to satisfy, to safely increase his BTC holdings by pumping crypto dividends? I don't know, guys. I don't know. I don't have time to like, talk to people uh, that much. But I'm, I'm going to treat Bgold the way I treated Bcash, I think it's gonna go to zero within the first day. If it doesn't, and I get home and it's valuable, uh, I'll reluctantly split my coins, and I'll increase my holdings of Bitcoin. Like, who the hell is the dev for that thing? Like, oh God, stop. All right, next. If VTC continues to be bearish, do you see 3,800 being the next strong support? Uh, probably not. Uh, let me see. Let me glance at my charts. I know I'm not screen sharing. Um, if it continues to be bearish, no, I don't see 3,800 as being anything. Um, if we get below 4,000, um, my support is 3,000. Like, I don't see 35 or 3,800 holding it up from a technical perspective. It can hold it up, you know, if we have good news, you know, if, uh, I don't know, uh, I, I mean, good news would be, I don't know, Bcash, you know, their developer releasing code that completely screws it up, which is very likely, you know, um, everyone leaves the 2x agreement, uh, the Chinese exchanges are in operation, you know, there's lots of good news, they can reverse it at any moment, but as far as a technical point, once we go below 4,000, um, I don't see anything stopping Bitcoin until 3,000 from a technical perspective. Uh, all right, Rich, it looks like I'm out of questions here. I don't mind ending it here, but if you want to throw another one or two questions my way, uh, I, can, I definitely have time for like another question or two. Well, let me see. Hey, guys, when are we going to dinner? Uh, it's going to be cooked that 20 minutes. Oh, we're not going to dinner. No, we're going to eat here. Okay, we're yeah, eating here. All right, cool. All right, awesome. Um, all right, so let's see. All right, Rich, waiting on you here. Or I'll just glance at the chat. Oh, people are asking me if the elephant behind me is for sale. Uh, I don't think you can afford it. <laughs> it literally got shipped here from India. But uh, yeah, it's really cool, right? Check that out. Wood carved. Yeah, it, uh, it belongs to the owner of the building. Someone is asking, what does that mean by split coins? Um, so 
basically, uh, when you have these you know, stupid Bitcoin forks, um, the smart thing to do is to take your Bitcoin, move it to another Bitcoin address. This is a good opportunity for you to like, move all your stuff to a SegWit address, right? Like This would be perfect. If I end up uh, uh, selling the B-Gold uh, crap, um, this would be a perfect time for me to move all of my Bitcoin into a SegWit address, uh, freeing up my private key that wouldn't have any Bitcoin on it. At that point, you can take that private key, stick it into like a B-Gold wallet, and all of a sudden you have B-Gold because you had Bitcoin in that wallet the day of the split, which is October 1st, okay? So that's kind of how it works. So you can, uh, when you have these uh, Bitcoin hard forks, you can, if you had Bitcoin the day of the hard fork, you can then use those private keys to get yourself the alternative coin. But if you send those Bitcoin to the wrong address, like I said, if you send them to me again, I'm keeping it. I'm just giving you a warning right here, disclaimer. All right, next. Uh, hey, Rich, you got back to me with some more questions. Um, if you get private info that you believe is true and that conflicts with public info about cryptocurrency, uh, what, what, what one will you talk about on your show? Um, I will talk about the public information. If someone gives me private information that I cannot collaborate and that I cannot source, I'm not going to sit here and say a private source from so-and-so has told me this. I'm going to keep that to myself because I can't prove it. Even if I trust the source, right? Even if I trust the source, I can't necessarily prove it. All right, running low here, guys. Got 10%. Cool. Um, I keep that information to myself. Would I trade on that information? Now, I wouldn't. A lot of people would. Uh, no, I'm not going to. I may mention there is this silly rumor going on. I'm not going to say I trust it. Um, if it's something that I think is remotely credible. But look, guys, I've heard everything. Like back when the ETF was coming back in March, I had someone tell me, I have a, I know a source from the Obama administration that is telling me that it's going to pass. And someone else told me the complete opposite. I have a source that guarantees me it's not going to happen. And then someone told me, I have a source they're going to postpone the decision. Nobody knows shit, okay? Nobody knows. Either, you can, either you're a journalist and you can write a proper article properly sourcing your information. You collaborate with other sources. Yes, you can use an anonymous sources, but you also have to use known sources. You have to provide the public information. I try not to speculate on private information. That is not my specialty. I speculate on public information, or I uh, have an analysis of what I think will be the information in the future. All right, next. Um, what's my BTC target now? I don't have a target right now. I'm looking for a bounce from this area. I've looked for a bounce from this area for a week now. And if we go back about 4,600, I'll be long Bitcoin. If we go below, uh, 39, 3,800, I'll be short Bitcoin into 3,000. I have absolutely no uh, Bitcoin position. Well, I have no actual position anyway, but right now I am totally neutral. Uh, I mean, you can use the indicators as you see fit, uh, but I have no position on Bitcoin um, right now. Uh, what do you think about Hyperledger? Is it a scam? Well, it's not actually a scam because they don't have a token, right? It's... Uh, Hyperledger is privately funded, and they don't have a token. So Hyperledger is not a scam. Do I think Hyperledger is... Uh, I mean, I think Hyperledger is dumb. I, I, I don't think Hyperledger is very useful, but it's not a scam. See, that, that's the difference, right? Like, I don't know. Uh, I have a mixed opinion about Rootstock. Like, I don't know if Rootstock is going to be successful. I don't know if rootstock is needed. I, I don't know if it's technologically sustainable. I don't know if merge mining is possible. I, don't under, I haven't had time to look into it. But what I do know is that rootstock is not a scam. It's a project that may or may not succeed. It's the project that may or may not be needed. But it's not a scam because they're not tokenizing. Okay? That, there's a big difference here. All right? You have to keep that in mind. Good question. All right. Um, all right, that's it, guys. My battery is about to run out, so this way I get to say goodbye. 
once again, uh, a shout out to uh, Biddy for hosting me here for a couple of days. Off to Zurich tomorrow, speaking at the meetup and the conference the day after. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in. See you on the next one. And catch me tomorrow morning for uh, Today in Bitcoin. Bye, guys.